Welcome to the cocoon, where the 99% transform into 100%. I'm your host, Michael Baker, and you're listening to the Open Door Podcast Series. Please welcome my guest from Portland, Oregon, Louise Nielsen. We're back in the studio today, again with Louise Nielsen. <laughs> again, we really didn't leave, but uh, this is just for another segment. So Louise and I uh, have been discussing many things Uh and as I was saying in this last segment that, uh, you know, you're these have all these wonderful talent and skills, uh, mediation. We discussed that a lot. Um, high innovator. OK, so I want to discuss that. I want everybody to um, hear your perspective on this innovation, because everything that we're doing here in Cocoon and these podcasts is about innovation. Um, and I think that people, when some people hear those words, they think something different, or some people don't know what that means at all. Um, and there's a difference between innovator and entrepreneur. That's one I wanted to talk to you about today. I think a lot of people, oh, you're you're an entrepreneur, a social entrepreneur. Um, yeah, we, I do some business things, but I'm an innovator. We innovate, and so I would like you taught you taught at Merrillhurst for how many years is it 25 25 years yeah. and it was about creativity and innovation you've written a book i have um you're talking about myers-briggs that a lot of people don't understand these things but so let's just start up i know how we're going to start we're going to start where i met you because i think that this says it so i was at a meeting with uh one of my friends who had invited me to their nonprofit. they were starting a nonprofit. Or really, I think continuing. I'm not sure exactly what. Um, and you, I don't know if we should say their names yet, but uh, uh, you know, this was at. Uh, I can edit it out. I'm not sure. Should I say the name? Tabor Space. Yeah, Tabor Space. Okay, great. We'll say it. So this was at Tabor Space, um, and we were having a meeting uh, with some nonprofit members, and I was asked to attend this meeting, and. You know, I sit down and I'm, I'm sharing, you know, with other people and they're sharing with me and the meeting hasn't started. And um, and then I see this woman, Louise, well, you know, walking. I'm like, oh, well, OK. And I've been hearing lots about her because she was this wise woman who this Myra Briggs and, you know, Daniel, Daniel Miller, who's been mm -hmm. on here. He just talks to it big time. And so I was, you know, very curious to, to meet you and see what this was all about. <laughs> and so uh I get in there and I'm asked a question about how to, um, you know, how can they connect some things together? I'm not sure exactly what it was about. So, of course, I get up in my, you know, craziness talk self and I'm like, all right, I have this idea. And I start writing on the chalkboard. And I know by, uh, ex you know, from experience that when I start talking about things and about innovation, mm -hmm. um, and and about what I see and how you can connect things together and how everything is whole that most people just aren't seeing or don't get it because I'm I'm speaking a language that you know just most people are not used to using but I will tell you I started writing down on purpose <laughs> some ideas and it was my handwriting is not very pleasant I should say it looks like doctor handwriting everybody says and I'm writing on the chalkboard and I'm explaining some things and I'm looking at everybody's face <laughs> On purpose, because I know I'm like I'm looking for the blank stares, or uh, what was going on, and so I see some people, and I'm like, okay, they're not there, they're checked out, or they're listening to get it, but Louise was looking at me with this smiling, beaming, like, yes, oh, 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 that's that's good, and I'm going, this is chicken scratch. It was you know two minutes of chicken scratch, and she understood what I was saying. She understood my language, so I was. First of all, like, okay, I don't know if I believe this because everybody says they do and they're like, oh, I get what you're saying. But in the end, they don't. But she really did. She could really get it. She understood my language. So I want you to discuss that, first of all, itself and what, you know, this innovation thing is all about. How did you understand what I was? I mean, it's it, it was like just me putting up a kind of a word and you knew what I was really going to say for the last 30 minutes. Well. Let me say this about that. Okay, you were drawing diagrams and you yes, were connecting things. You were you were writing a word, putting a circle, putting an arrow, putting another word. I mean, I could. Do you want me to recount it for you? Sure. <laughs> but 
Um, what I was looking at and identifying was mind mapping kind of thing. And it wasn't to me a language, it was a dialect. Mm. Okay. And let me... A dialect. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, let me at this point interject the fact that um, through a series of events, I was... <laughs> it's so much shorter to, rather than the whole backstory. Yeah. Through a series of events, um, I have a master's degree in creativity and innovation. And so I was looking at it through that lens of um, being able to uh, uh, know the the problem solving model you were using and uh, a mm. lot of the program that i was at at in buffalo the center for studies in creativity uh, was uh, focused on the creative problem solving process and so i can chat about that i could do kepner trago i could do synectics you know that's just what we what we learned and uh, and a lot of it is facilitating groups teaching them how to do this. And so what you mm -hmm. were doing was very familiar to me because I'd learned how to do that, which I come back to saying it's it ain't rocket science. Right. It's it's just um, the same way you learn how to use the app on your phone. Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's where I was coming from. So one of the other things that we learned, at, you know, and, and were taught in the, in the creative... Uh, problem solving is that creativity is not something that you go off and do. It's something you are all the time, hmm. that everybody's creative. Uh, and that uh, creativity is relevant. And that we approach problems in different ways depending on our style of creativity. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's a piece of it. And I have learned that creativity can actually cause some conflict because once you do have a new idea you're a minority of one mm -hmm. and people are you know saying things are just fine the way they are thank you sit down <laughs> and shut up but the creativity is needed to resolve conflict okay and so uh there's different aspects of creativity and one is that it's that it comes together it has to do with uh ability innate um Ability, which is like if you're going to be a pianist, it helps if you have really wide hands that can touch a lot of keys. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be a basketball player, it helps if you have some, you know, degree of height. You so know. you're kind of your <clears throat> function, your skill that you know that allows you to do express this creativity. Right. Yes. That that it's uh, you know inherent. Some people have perfect pitch, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and then skill is how much you learn then about that so that you mm -hmm. know how the game's played or you know, you know, you've practiced uh, as a speaker, as a pianist, as, you know, whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the motivation to do the work to do it. And where those three come together is where the creativity happens. Okay, so let's, what are those three again? One? Ability. Okay. Inherent aptitude, call it. Okay, so it's something that you already have, or you know, most likely you're born with. Is that what you would say? Kind of like an ability. Yeah, well. yeah, it, uh, pretty much. And then the skill is the learned part. And so uh, some people who don't have high inherent aptitude, but but really learn how mm -hmm. to do it, uh, have that burning like I'm going to get this. Right, but the burning part is the motivation mm. to do it. Okay. And so there's some somebody that that comes up 99 percentile in math has the ability, but if they're not motivated mm. to learn the skill of O oh, geometry and, and mm -hmm. other you know algebra and other, then they don't use that ability because they don't they don't care. Right. You know? And and you get the tall lanky kid that doesn't care about basketball, basketball yeah. you know, how dare they <laughs> how, how could you you're just wasting everybody knows you should play basketball exactly exactly you see where where all three mm -hmm. are, have to be in play in order for the creativity okay. to occur so number three the so, skill ability and motivation and then motivation okay yeah, I need to put the sliding off my head okay <laughs> you look good there okay well it was good haircut yeah okay so those are all aspects of creativity. Right. Okay. okay. So that's uh, one aspect of it. And what you, you asked about was the innovation part. Uh, another aspect is the style. And 
what's been thoroughly researched is the the concept that there's different styles of creativity, but from from highly adaptive, uh, which is to work within the existing system to improve things. Mm-hmm over to highly innovative, which is to challenge the existing system and do things differently. So adaptive people do things better. Innovative people do things differently. Okay, let's, this is good. So everybody, again, changing something, modifying what already exists. Um, computers, we have a computer as a laptop or an app. I have an app or a social media thing. And I, okay, so we have another one and we have another app and, and I'm going to make one, but it's a little bit different or try my my soft drink. Uh, you're adapting to what already exists, correct? Right, right. Okay. And yeah, and so the classic is about the, uh, for example, you know, we know who invented the airplane. Mm-hmm. There's a little contention on that from Brazil, but never mind. Um, <laughs> and uh, we learned during the Olympics, but but who invented the 747? See, th- so that the the high in- the innovators create new paradigms. Okay, so we haven't gone to those yet. So that that would be the, an airplane, right? The idea, you know, lighter than air flight. Yeah, pe- okay. people thought, you know, what what is that song? They all, you know, they thought they were crazy. Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? That's not going to work. Right, and it's so. You hear it's, a lot of that. It's things that people didn't think were possible until somebody did it. Right, and so other classics are like the four-minute mile, impossible, impossible, and then what's his name, Bannister, isn't it, that ran the four-minute mile back in the day? Now people can. Oh, now they believe it's possible, and so they can do it. And so much of my point being, much of what we call creative mm-hmm. is just innovative creativity when much of the advancement in the world is adaptive creativity. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a pretty good bell curve so that 50% of the population is within the middle. Mm-hmm. And they work uh, within uh, the existing paradigm, but they'll push it. And so way off on the extremes are the very high adapters who are the ones who do the precise detail, uh, inventory control, and, you know, tight specs that we absolutely need to have Mm -hmm. in the areas in which we need to have them. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want a particularly innovative brain surgeon. <laughs> you don't want me to do something different than your brain than what I'm supposed to do. Exactly. You see, I can't try this out. No, on no, 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 no. And on the other extreme is you get the really high innovator who can be so far out on the edge of the paradigm that they can be challenged to. Uh, function within our society mm. because a lot of times uh, they choose not to comply with a lot of societal norms that we need because I want, regardless of where you fall on that spectrum, I want you to stop at a red light. Mm-hmm. I want you to take a bath occasionally. Right. Those kinds of things. And so, uh, but the the high innovator is their focus of control is internal they sort of make their own rules based on what their their motivation is and what they think is important. And the high adapter is external controls. So rules and regulations and procedures and agendas and all the things that high innovators go, well, you know, those are suggestions. Okay. You know? All right. So that brings me to, again, you know, what the, this discussion about um, innovation. All right. This one's about all innovation and creativity. Yeah. And uh, I think we had this discussion in our last segment or yesterday um, about uh, the polarities. Okay. What we're seeing in political. I see everything as fractal. So I'm just going to bring it down. So we see. You of know, course you do. The right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm an innovator. Uh, right. You know, we have the right and the left, the black and the white, all these things. And we're also seeing it with creativity. And. I see a lot of, uh, you know, entrepreneurs wanting, 
you know, to make it, wanting to 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 do these things. And everybody, when I started developing things and I share things, focus. You know, you got to focus on one thing, just one thing. I'm like, well, you focus on one thing, but I am focusing on one thing. This whole thing is one thing. Yeah. But they could not grasp that. And for a while, I resented it, you know, years ago. Um, and even I could say in the past, you know, years as I've been developing new things, because you're like, how come you're not understanding this or giving me a chance even right. to to right. do it? It's like, nope, it's got to be this way because they're so hyper focused on what they their project is. Um, and I understand that. Uh, and so I guess the question for you is, um, you know, how do we have a balance between that? You have high innovations, people. Let's let's give some names out there. I, I would call Tesla. You know, uh, I'm looking at when you're talking about innovation, a lot of people don't even know who Tesla is. And we'll get into that again. But Nikola, Nikola Tesla uh, developed m- much of what you see when it comes to, you know, wireless technologies and things that you don't even understand. Right. But that was really kind of pushed away, <laughs> you know, when he died. Um, and... Or people would say maybe, uh, you know, not Bill Gates, but um, Steve Jobs uh, would be a high innovator. But he was kind of crazy. And I don't know. See, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, they're like, oh, he was so creative. So go ahead. Let's just talk about that then. Yeah. So was, Steve Jobs. Actually, an article I just read about him on the subject. I can't pull out the name of it. Yeah. Um, where so, he had one idea and he improved it and improved it and improved it and improved it. He didn't have a whole bunch of different ideas mm. because there's there's other ways to measure creativity. Uh, one is in terms of um, uh, fluency, mm-hmm. coming up with lots of ideas, flexibility, having ideas in lots of different categories, and um, uh, originality. And I'll think of the fourth one in a second. Yeah, um, which I'll do. We'll come back to that. Oh, dear. Okay, That's so okay. Um, elaboration. How much you take an idea and and um, make it, you know. And, and an easy way to get at that is um, to ask people. I do this in classes. Okay. It's lots of fun. Ask people to think about ways to get from here to there. Okay, so different ways of how can you get from here. What's here to there? Well, it can be from... Um, where you're standing mm-hmm. to the door of the classroom. Okay. So are we going to do this so, right now? Or um, what are we doing? Well, I'm just saying that we can use that as an example, okay. which I do. Uh, or from here to the East Coast. You know, okay. To, you know. So um, in terms of fluency, then there's some people who can rattle off all sorts of ways. You could drive. It. You could take the plane. Yeah. You could take a train. Uh, yeah, you you know, could hitchhike. Right. Or a pogo stick. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And so the... Flexibility has to do with all the different kinds of ways. Okay. Okay. Shifting categories. All right. The originality is the statistical infrequency (laughs) of somebody else coming up with that idea. Mm -hmm. So for me to come up with pogo sticks, like, okay, that doesn't come up very often. You see? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then um, uh, elaboration is to say, well... You could take a, uh, uh, a, a f- drone that's painted dark green that has a homing, a homing pigeon and uh, stops every 20 minutes for a Starbucks. <laughs> so I, that's I, storytelling. Exactly. But it's elaborating on the idea. Okay. Um, and so when you deliberately... And, and this is another thing that needs to be said, is that you need boundaries in order to be creative. You, you've got to have some parameters or it's just total chaos. So this goes back down to that adaptive quality that you discussed Yeah, I before. mean, it, you know, you, you can't be creative in a vacuum. Vacuum. Right. It, it you mean uh, bridled, um, you know, I'm right. going to just, I don't know, not think or do anything. Nothing has any rules to it. It yeah. just is. Yeah, okay. you, you've got to have some parameters. But okay. but for the innovator, they're the ones who decide what those are. The adapter accepts what culture says they are. And mm. so um, uh, in terms of like fashion or any number of different genres, you know, but these genres are a boundary. Right. So let's say this. So I have some friends. 
uh, I won't name all of them, but because I have, they they do have a lot of different products. But you know, I was let's just put it this way: one of the someone had wanted to invest in me uh, a while back, and you know, I test the people. I'm like, well, why? <laughs> You know, of course, it's about money, and that's fine. But it can't just be about money because this is not about just money. Um, but after a while, she 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 started chasing other different people and ideas, and I'm like, you know, hey, I'm not going to budge. This is not about me. You coming on board for just money? It's more than that. And so we started trying to create some things together, just as a test. And she came back to me, and she was like, she's like, you know what? I saw. She's like, all these people, and they they're. They have money. They have. They're, they're getting invested in, but they're just doing the same thing on top of something else. So, okay, there's Netflix. So now they're doing their thing that kind of does it just for, you know, people who are independent films or for this thing. It's the sure. same yeah. thing over and over and over again. Or friends that have okay, another app to um, download some music that you know, I, you know, it's the same thing. And so you're. Are we calling that adaptive? I want to get, give people a visual. Is that right. adaptive? Yeah, um, if you're if you're taking something that is in existence and improving it in some way, you're making it, you know, bigger, smaller, more efficient. You're you're subtracting things. You're adding things. Uh, then that's adaptive creativity, and it's perfectly reasonable thing. To a do. wonderful thing. Yes. Yeah. And and so it it could be that in terms of this these you know fluency, flexibility, originality, and elaboration, that uh, you that that the person who's doing the creating is taking one of these and extending it, and mm. so they're they're uh, taking uh, the uh, something that's a like a uh, a standard thing and and making it very elaborate in lots of ways. They're adding lots of bells and whistles and mm -hmm. you know, and that's that's creative. Okay. It doesn't need to be all of these things all the time. Right. That's that's okay. my point. Right. So that's creativity. Right. And and um, more power to it. All right. So let's talk about the the other end. I think a lot of people think, and I will say this from my point of view. My my my, my desire here is to really work with people who are innovators, um, because At, on the higher on the innovation end of the scale of there you styles. Go. It's an innovative style of creativity. Yes. And I say that because I, I it's not something that I just, oh, I just think that that's going to make a lot of money. It's because it's inside of me to do. Mm -hmm. It's not something that I'm just trying to create because I think it's a great idea and we should all do this thing. I don't think that that type of innovation uh, that I'm I'm discussing is, is about that. It is about... Um, uh, uh, planetary change uh, uh, w in from my being, and I see people out there. I'm watching them, and I can and I see that they are, are, are about that. It's just that they don't know how to. Um, they think they're alone, or or they are doing it, and they're still kind of doing it in the same ways, um, meaning like raising money the same ways, and they're like filling boxes, but they're like, wait a minute, this feels, oh, I feel constricted now, because they don't know how to get this wonderful, what they feel, I know, this, this life out of them. And so they end up taking, you know, I guess I'll take that investment, and then someone's trying to control them, and... So yeah, you you're 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 jumping up and down. Over I know. I'm like, ooh, ooh, I want to talk about this. Uh, the whole concept of cultural creatives. Cultural creatives. All right. What's that? A lot of people don't and, know what that is. Right. And uh, some studies that were done in uh, oh, I don't know, it was like 2008, and then earlier. Um, this was a book, right? It, it ended up being about innovation diffusion. Uh, and this was and, written by Paul Paul uh, Ray Rod Rogers, I think. Paul Ray. Ray. Paul Ray. Okay. And I don't know who the other one was. I think they both I think it was wrote it together. Roger, but we'll look that up. Yeah. Uh, but they maintain that in order for an innovation to stick, and and we're talking big ones, that there needs to be 15% of the population who gets it and accepts it, and it becomes the norm after that. 15% of the population need to accept the idea. And right. And okay. and. Classic examples are that the point at which enough people really believed that the Earth was round. Up until Columbus sailed the seven seas 
and all, you can't see me waving my hands in the air, uh, people thought the earth was flat. And even after he came back, it took years and years and years and years for there to be enough understanding that he circumnavigated the globe. It was Cook and, you know, other other explorers who uh, proved that the earth was round. Yeah. Okay. So then you go fast forward to other innovations that, um, you know, from airplanes and, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, one of the classics where it starts to uh, escalate is through communication was until Vietnam vets came back handicapped hmm. and couldn't reach the phone booth from their wheelchairs, that people who were handicapped were called shut-ins. Shut-ins? Shut-ins. That's what they were called. What's that mean? They were shut in. They were stuck somewhere, mm. and they were old and frail and in a wheelchair, too bad for them. And the vets came home and were young and angry and couldn't get off the curb and demanded wheelchair access, mm. handicapped access. It did not take long for that to become the norm. Mm. So that the innovation diffusion of 15% and more, you know, the curve went way up. So, again, necessity, though. They say, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. Well, okay, then you take smoking in public places. Mm -hmm. Used to be the norm. All the movies and the, you know, uh, people smoked in public places. And uh, then the health... Uh, hazard of smoke became more generally accepted. 15% of the population gets it. Now there's no smoking in public places. So you see it happen at an accelerated rate, mm -hmm. which actually is heartening to me when I think about how long, you know, it's been known that we got a problem with climate change. Right. And, you know, there's, there's the people who have a vested interest in not changing that from, you know, all the all the what we know about junk food what we know i mean lots of things that start out on the edges and then after a certain point become the norm now going back to cultural creatives there are it's something like 25 percent of the population ballpark okay okay what is a cultural creative then? those are those are people who are those outliers who believe that there should be these changes from healthier foods to uh, same-sex marriage to uh, all these different kinds of things that start out on the edges and haven't reached the 15%. But one of the characteristics of culturally creative people who, who support the environment, who um, are, um, you know, sort of on the fringe a bit, mm -hmm. one of the characteristics of them is that they feel isolated. And why is that? Because they don't get to communicate with each other. They don't have the opportunity. And why is that? Well, because there aren't enough shows like this on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. There's and beginning to be. People are doing it. We're just again. It's, it's accelerated. Yeah. And and what happens is that the people who uh, don't accept change need the tradition. Need need more rules in place in order to feel competent, they buck against this because uh, they don't they don't want the change to occur. Okay. So I have something that I would like to share yeah. on that point. Because you bring up this analogy. So I know these are all new words for some people. Some people, they aren't. They're familiar. But so you talk about cultural creatives and, and you know, people feeling alone. And, and uh, I know a lot of people have. Um, and there's lots of different definitions about what that means. But mm -hmm. anyone, I will put it in my words, anyone who uh, desires and, and has a burning desire to see change and, 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 and has ideas about them and, and, and believes that we can move forward with uh, humanity in such a, um, in a much more expansive way that we can see things better. You can see that things can be different. You may not understand why, but you you see that there needs to be something different. Um, and I think that because of uh, 
our society, the way it's set up and structured, um, people, they don't think that that's possible. They think that what they're seeing on channel 2, 6, 8, 9, 12, or whatever it is, whatever news station, is the world. And the beauty, <laughs> the beauty, <laughs> the wonderful accelerated innovation of, you know, the internet and the many things and the technologies that have oh, yeah. come have completely changed that. And so, you know, my generation and, and, and you know, the younger generations, uh, to, it's I'm not seeing that at all. That's why I think in the younger generations, whatever that means, okay? Because, you know, you're 70, can I say that? 70, 70, Too late now. 72, right. 73, <laughs> three years old. And you think like that. Um, you may not understand all the aspects of how things work, but you're so innovative. Um, and that's what I mean. Right. And that's wiring. That's not age. That's wiring. Could you expound upon that? <laughs> Got a minute, right? <laughs> no, that's Briefly. A, actually no. That's a whole topic for another time. Okay, all right. Really, uh, but uh, let me let me add though that going back to the innovation and yeah. adaption, yes, is that successful innovations have adaptive people around who make it accessible. Mm. And so I, I I did some work some years ago with a a, a local uh, animator. Mm-hmm. And very high innovator because you know on the on the measure on the on the KAI the mm-hmm. and uh, all of his uh, staff that were doing his this you know the large he had the ideas and then they were making them real they were in the middle on the on the adaption innovation inventory they were the ones that were close to the middle but mm-hmm. they were able to take his really wild hair ideas Mm -hmm. and make them valuable, make them accessible. And he would not have been successful, successful without they were highly skilled, real high ability, Mm -hmm. very motivated and very skilled and, uh, but innovative in their creative, excuse me. Uh, they were very, uh, uh, in the middle in their creativity. Uh, and they had a hard time with that. They had a hard time with what? With being in the middle, when when I I gave him this instrument oh. with the thirty three questions and they answered it, and you mean they didn't want to be they they wanted to be the they thought high it, crazy yeah they thought that in order to be creative quote unquote okay there we my go my little air my little air they quotes, thought in order to be creative it meant you needed to be right over where he was and and let me tell you as a as a innovator to be in a group. I know this. With a bunch of high innovators, nothing gets done. <laughs> We're all just having one really fine time, and there's <laughs> there's no decision making. It's tell all I've idea been generation. This. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, do we have fun? But it's it's uh, there is that need for that, yes. which which needs to be acknowledged, and yes. that's why I'm acknowledging it. That it's very important that the decision making aspect of creativity is as important as the idea generation Absolutely. part of creativity. And I call that in this system that we will begin to discuss, you know, throughout these diff- workshops. You know, I call let's just put it as an archetype: visionaries. Visionaries. We everybody is a visionary. Everybody's everything to me in my in my mindset. You you have all capabilities to have access to various levels of uh, of innovation or creativity. It's just again what you said. What are you you know what are you most adapt not adaptive to? What are you most uh, what was the three well, things? Well, and you know your skill, your ability, and and motivation. Yeah, motivation to right. do it. It just determines right. these right. various things. Right. And sometimes you're different things. You and I, you're a very high innovator, and with me, you tend to have to. I you, you, what you, <laughs> I, I refer to myself as the designated linear person, uh, and so uh, when you're with me, well, yeah, yeah, and and when um, uh, and let me just say, high innovators are highly adaptive. Okay, I want to say that because I feel like. I, I'll be honest with you, I kind of almost, it's like I, I'm getting kind of like, feel like I'm being prejudiced against because I think people, when they, they talk to me or, and I'm talking about ideas and what's happening and how all this stuff works, they think I'm just, oh, honey, you're just all out there, you know, you, and they always say this one thing, yeah, you know, when you find someone that can, you know, communicate very clearly an idea, and I know what they're saying. They're saying, oh, gosh, you sound, this is, sounds kind of crazy. I'm not getting it. You need right. someone to communicate this for you. Okay. And I'm like, 
I'm talking to you from that standpoint of craziness to see how you interpret this. Okay. I'm not going, I can be that person. I can be very dogmatic when it comes to, I can be very straightforward. I can be very perfectionist or very adaptive when need be. Yeah. Uh, and but so you're choosing it. I'm cho- yeah, you have to choose where you are. And that's so in various workshops. That's what my why I, I could say I've downloaded most of these ideas is so that we can bring innovators of all kinds. And let's just say that innovators, people to to express their creativity. People. That means mom, dad, my mother is one of the most highly creative, innovative people I know. Now, she does, she's probably going to go, what is he saying on the, you know, on the radio about this? She comes up with ideas. I just ask her, I'm like, so what do you think about this? If I had this situation, and she'll come up with this idea, and I'm like, what? It, where did you get this idea? Mm-hmm. My, my other mom, who I, I stayed, who I live with, she's amazing with ideas. Regular people, and I say that in quotes, because people are thinking, oh, I can't be creative or innovative if I'm you know, not in a Fortune 500 company or you know, created this wonderful app or new technology. No. Um, creativity has nothing to do with that. Um, or I should say it doesn't stop there. Well, and there's a couple things. One is there's all sorts of research on when children's creativity gets stifled and stays that way. Mm. It's it's. It's real high until they get in kindergarten and it drops, and then it builds up again to about second or third grade, and then it drops, and it stays dropped. And there's this wonderful saying that we call creative those who stubbornly remain so, despite all effort of home, family, church, and community Mm. to beat it out of them. Wow. And on that note, because I want I want that to ring in everybody's ears, because that's what we're saying. It's time to everybody make, come out of the closet of, and, of being afraid of that. Make of, it make it OK. So you don't okay. get you don't get ridiculed. And that's what this is all about. That's yeah. what the cocoon and yes. these these yes. Uh, everything that I, I have downloaded is about is to say, you, you guys, we can all do this together. Matter of fact, we have to do it together if we're going to the world is calling us the, the life is calling everyone to transform to change it's that's why you're seeing all this craziness these are my words here that's why you're seeing such polarity and it seems so apocalyptic to some or the end times i understand that but really what's happening is things are transforming this is yeah it's what this it looks is, like. It's what the transformation looks like. Yes. It's, it's messy business. It's I think of it as the the mess on the counter after you put the the you know the <laughs> apple you pie bake, in the, the oven the, after you bake that cake. <laughs> yeah, it's you put all the different ingredients yeah, in and, so and you, made this wonderful new thing. Yeah. called a cake. Yeah, and it's and it's uh, then you got to clean off the counter, <laughs> and and it's okay, it's okay, and to not. Uh, here's another thing. I think it's really important to. Honor the people who are frightened by it. Yes, yes. And make it okay for them to be frightened. And make it a safe the place. Yeah, and make it a safe place for them to see the change. I, I love the metaphor of being out on a path out in the wilderness. And the innovator is the one that comes up on the rise. And they, sees, they see before them this wonderful panorama. Mm. And they have to wait until the more adaptive people come up and see it. But then in order for them to see the wonderful panorama, it has to be described in terms of geography, Mm. geology, latitude, longitude, um, you know, all of these kind of more grounded Mm -hmm. concepts. And then the trick is... When people then have that kind of information so that they can see what's in front of them, yeah, is that you give them room to do that. You don't say, well, I knew that. Exactly. I told you so. How see? come you didn't listen to me a long time ago? You- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so yeah. to yes. honor, honor their vision as they see it, as they're able to see it. You know, and that's a beautiful thing because, you know, I... I, I I feel for people who have been around me for all these years. And at times, you know, I've been like, oh, you just don't get it, you know, um, you know, because it's frustrating. And really, it's only frustrating because um, there is a, uh, 
a belief system that filter you know that runs through um you know through a lot of people who have you know been innovative or have creative ideas you feel hurt you feel wounded you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to feel rejected and that's what that feels like when people reject something that you're seeing or that you're saying and they're yeah. just like I don't get it or yeah. you know you're weird or that's odd yeah. anything that's different you know we're taught to to you know push away here and so you you feel that's why you know say cultural creators or people in general yeah. feel beat down yeah. because you can't be different you can't be something new and and my response to that for most of my life has been to maintain what I call protective coloration I choose to act normal Mm. You know, you don't see me with green hair, and you don't see me with, you know, looking looking outlandish. Mm. Um, and why is that? Because it's uh, it's not it's not productive. It's not useful. And and I can I can look at somebody who's like that and think, oh, okay, they're they're sort of at the high end of middle in their creativity, and so they want to flaunt it. And you get really high high innovators who keep a lid on it because. It's uh, they see how other people get labeled as right. wackos and you know, <laughs> exactly and, yeah exactly and and a lot of mediators are kind of over there in high innovator territory mm-hmm. and it allows I believe it allows them us to see lots of perspectives yes and to hold what the, there's a there's a term called Janusian thinking. Which is uh, from Janus, the god mm-hmm. of you know, we're January. The term yeah. January, forward looking, forward looking back, and to be able to hold contradictory mm. ideas in their mind simultaneously, yes. and not try to judge them, but just sort of juggle them and balance them, because it's one person on one side, you know, their worldview, and the other person on the other side of the dispute, and trying to work on how can we help those parties uh, see each other's worldview. Absolutely. So I've swung back to mediation. Sorry about that. No, no. <laughs> but see, that's the whole thing because that's what it's always about to me again. It's about right and left, this way and that. It's this and that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, I think what we've done is we've separated everything, you know, individual in your corner, whatever. But what I'm saying now, and I know so many people are saying it's time for integration. Every single thing. Every single uh, technology, every single idea right. is all really, right. you guys, one idea. Right. A unified theory. It's a unified idea. Mm-hmm. And when we begin, and that's what's happening now, and that's the point of all this now, is to unify ideas. You're just just coming together a little bit, just opening the door <laughs> uh, a little bit to allow for integrating. Go, wait a minute. We're so interesting. You mean if we use what you have and what you have and we put this together like this and we put that together from what you have, we have something completely new. And But it's already done. And so I'm one of those who are literally, I've had a dream in this way about seeing on, on this large mountain. Um, and I could see. I could see everything. and And I could see how it could be put together. But in order to come back down... Uh, that's a whole nother story, but <laughs> it, it was faith. It was like, I'm like, how am I going to, how did I get up here for one thing? Right. And it was, the voice said, you know, there's nothing left but faith. Okay. Nothing left but faith. And so I closed my eyes and I tried to, I'm like, hey, I'm not going to make it. And there's much more to this, but you know, you, you have to. I don't want to use the word have to or should have. We that's one of our I things. I don't, we don't we don't it, get should on. It, it is it is <laughs> it is beneficial for you to uh, move with intention and with a sense of when I say faith of you know what I ch- I make this choice and I'm going to trust in this decision. Oh, let's call it that faith. I'm going to trust in the decision that that what I sense and what I believe in, what I feel strongly about this creativity is is to be, and I'm going to move forward in that, okay? It's not going to happen exactly what you think like. It never does. At least that's what I've learned. Nothing. Oh, all, no, right. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, when you talk about this mediation, this this both sides and not, you know, the green hair and the blue hair, this wonderful, all you with green and blue hair, I love it. 
Okay, I oh, like yeah. to do that. I I yes. get away with it, you know, because I'm a performer on stage. I can yeah. be all I right. want to be. Right. But then right. when I come off stage right. and right. rest of the right. normal society, right? Well, that's what I am inside. <laughs> right. But the protective coloration. Yeah. Especially when I'm mediating and I'm being impartial, right. I can't wear uh, anything that indicates membership in, you okay. know, any, anything like that. And I and and my job, I believe, I'm better. I'm most effective when I'm invisible. Mm. You know. When you're mediating in that sense. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm invisible. I hear you. And uh, so it's not about me. And so, when I get, when I become the focus of the mediation, then I'm doing something wrong. Right. Because I have to get them to talk to each other, not, not okay. meet with me. Or oh, my gosh. You, you, and now, we're now, off. Now, see, here we go again. Innovative. So now you get me on to uh, 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 another thing. It's not, when I say it's this and that, we go... Well, it's wrong to have blue hair. No, it's not. When do you have, when do you express that much creativity of yourself? If you're going to go in a room with people, um, uh, uh, a real example. Are you and raising the, your hand? I am. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> oh, me. No, I do express the creative, creative part of me, but it's not visual. Right. Okay. That's all. It's all just right. not visual. And some people, they visually show it. And what I'm saying is to the creators and, right. and people, you know, saying, hey, you guys, it's all right. It's all right to have all these things. It's yeah. how do we utilize them instead yeah. of arguing and fighting. So I have someone, um, you don't respect me. You don't, you don't, you know, or again, you don't see me. Yeah, let, right, I'm bringing, right. Let's bring it back to what our conversation was in our last segment about, you know, Black Lives Matter and on what. This is just people not feeling heard and seen people. I'm not just talking about black people. This is not just about black right, people. Right, okay. Of course not, of course I think that not think what's happening is you're seeing people going, I'm we're tired of feeling like that woman in the in the red uh robe i you're treating basically you're treating me i'm gonna you know treat me like shit who who what you what do you mean you i'm gonna now now you got my berries i'm not no you you don't treat i'm not a slave i'm not a this i'm not <laughs> see then you're gonna get all that stuff that black people or people of color or minorities or women you're gonna i'm gonna start raising up when you start when i start perceiving right. that that's what's being right. said right right it may not be what it is, but that's what's being perceived. So the same thing with people wanting to be creative. And, you know, uh, I have some family members like, well, you know, how come they're getting all those tattoos and all those piercings? I'm like, because they want to. Oh, that's just, I wouldn't do that. You don't have to do it. Right, right. What, what's what's the problem with them? Why are you in their business? It, But it does make people, some people feel uncomfortable. So if I'm going to talk to people that are in a certain age group or certain thing, I'm going to... Uh, go, you know what, I'm going to tone certain things down or speak a certain way because this is how they communicate. Right. This is their language. I'm not going to go to France and and they can't understand some other language I'm speaking because most people well, in other countries can speak you know, English. But again, you hear it's, what I'm it's a dialect. It's choosing what dialect you're going to okay, use. Okay, what do you say? So dialect, explain <clears throat> what dialect um, rather than language. Or Well, language is too, in my mind, it's too far uh, afield. But dialects you know mm. there's there's regional dialects mm. and so um it's whether you say couch or sofa or whether you say okay. pop like or this. soda all right dialect. you know when i was in graduate school in buffalo they all assumed i was canadian because i talked funny because i was from <laughs> oregon and i had to learn their their dialects so that i could communicate and and you 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 learn them. It's not that big a deal, but um, uh, it. So that's that's what I meant. Okay. Uh, right. And and uh, boy, I had, I'm telling you stuff that you know. Come, the reason I raised my hand, you know, the, the things. <laughs> oh, I want to say this. I so this say is that. what happens when we start. Really, but this is great. And, yeah. and and these are the types of conversations that uh, you know. I, I feel people really want to discuss because it leads everything to me again. It, it's all really one thing. And honestly, if you can express your creativity, meaning who you are, your true being, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. To me, you are a creator. Humans are creators. And that is my work here doing these yes. podcasts, doing this, the building the cocoon, building this new economic and cultural social systems so that we have the environment. You can be in an environment and have the opportunity to do this. And this takes some time because we have all been programmed to not let those parts of us out. 
we're well, all we've all been in some sort of a closet. Of course, and and one of the things why I'm so adamant in in terms of the cocoon is that it be a safe place, and I know that I. I need to be in a safe place in order to be productive. And so anytime I ever have any control over a situation, I make sure that it's a safe place. And people can't see my eyebrows up and pointing. Yes, <laughs> it will be a safe place. Mm. And when I'm mediating or I'm facilitating large groups or anything, uh, people know, because I have, a, in facilitating, I have my squeaky dog toy. <laughs> I will squeak you. And I know, Stop it. And, I know. And... Um, uh, so uh, going back to the cocoon, I think a, a, a really critical element to it is that people be trained in some communication skills mm. and to be uh, know that uh, what they're doing can be a block to somebody else's creativity. And it's like I said, it's not rocket science. You can you can readily uh, give people the information they need. Uh, and and one of the exercises mm. I do when I'm when I'm teaching this is to talk about causes of conflict, and then talk about blocks to creativity. And I've got these two handouts that that talk about this. And then I ask people in small groups to um, find uh, three similarities between the two. Mm. And I could go into it at length here, <laughs> as always. Um, and what they find is that they're the same thing. Hmm. And that's that's my point. And so to be to be successful in a cocoon and have it functional, hmm. people need to learn how to how to uh, uh, protect each other's dignity. Hmm. Mm, I love that. All right. On that note. On that note. I think that was an actual. That's our f real first workshop here, talking. I, I I love I love this. I love talking to you. Um, I want to come back again. We're going to be doing this on a continual basis. Everyone, uh, you know, this next time, who knows what we're going to be talking about, but I think we know. <laughs> um, so please join us uh, for these. We, we're calling them, you know, uh, as part of the Open Kitchen Community Lab. So this, this, uh, you know, innovating and changing what that word means, being creative, uh, communities coming together innovators and community members working together to solve problems and create solutions all right not just talking all right we're not here to just talk right now so i hope this information is beneficial and that you also give us feedback and we can all learn from one another so that's the point of these and so louise thank you again for this and i look forward to the next one you're welcome you've been listening to the open door podcast series the open door is part of the cocoon the creative action centers of online open source networks. Tune in weekly, where we share ideas on consciousness, health, and creativity. Together, we are taking action where the 99% transform into 100%.